A person leaving affects so many different people in a community. How can we make exits a smoother and more positive experience? Welcome to Crafting Communities, your companion to shape a better experience for the community that you care about. I'm your host and friend, Grace. And today, we discuss exit activities and co-crafting exit experiences. I have Shaley and Justin with me on the podcast again. Welcome back, Shaley and Justin, for this next episode on exit. Shaley, who is affected by an exit? Or when someone decides to leave an organization? There are multiple people who get impacted in any exit. Of course, the employee himself or herself. The team, if the person has teams reporting into the individual, they get impacted by your resignation. The leader or the supervisor that you're working with. And of course, the organization, because you're delivering to multiple stakeholders in the organization or the community. So in any exit process, multiple people are involved or they get impacted. That's like everyone, right? (laughs) Absolutely. And that's the reason designing exit experience is very important. Mm. How should organizations begin to think about shaping or designing better exit experiences? Many a times since it's the last leg of the journey of an employee in the organization, many organizations leave that to chance. Because if you're not going to be part of my ecosystem, then I do not want to spend my energy in designing that experience. So they leave it to chance. And more often than not, when you leave it to chance in these processes, either the overload of operational efforts which are required during the exit process, or the hurt feelings or the sentiments which are floating around or the insecurities that get crept in, they leave a very bad taste. But in my mind, even if it's a last leg of your journey with the organization, it is extremely important to design that very carefully, keeping all the stakeholders, all the people who are impacted in the journey very carefully. And how do you manage those emotions? How do you keep the process administration very comfortable and not make it very full of paperwork and signatures and very mistrusting? Have you handed over all your equipment? Have you done a good handover? Mm. Have you kind of returned all the assets of the organization? You've trusted me for 10 years. You trusted me for five years with the most important things in the organization. Now suddenly when I'm resigning, you're asking me all these questions like, have I returned all the assets in your... I will. If I'm a good human being, I will return all the... You know. So that's where I personally think it's very important to kind of design an exit process very carefully so that you can leave a good experience for the people leaving. Mm, Yeah, and I guess to add on to what you've just said, you know, it's really important to focus on what matters, right? Yeah. Well, it does matter that you get all your logistical equipment back, but that can be done in an administrative way. Uh, But what really matters is the kind of experience and conversations that you're giving for the individual and for the other individuals, the other colleagues who are still in the organization. So, and I'm just curious to hear more about ideas that we can put in to design such experiences. And you said not leave it to chance. That's right. I think what happens is that you need to keep the person at the center of it and then see what are the irritants that can compromise the experience of the person and then kind of redo your processes to make it very convenient and seamlessly flowing and not administratively very heavy paperwork or very mistrusting and yet not compromise the organization, protecting the organization. What needs to be done needs to be done, but it is done in a more pleasant way. 
Justin, what are some principles or values that you think we can apply in designing meaningful exit experiences? Well, I think first it's an awareness that it's important to design actually the entire experience. Exit is a total experience. What I mean by that is, while our focus today is on talking about exits, but if you do something totally out of the norm, suddenly you are super engaging, but for 99% of the time since the person joined day one, uh, you've never really prioritized engagement then it could possibly create an effect where the staff who's leaving thinks that, okay, so now you're just doing this for show. Huh? <laughs> um, so that could be counterproductive. Um, but once we get that out of the way, assuming that you know we all have good intentions, one principle I do want to share is the idea of building a positive, effective experience. So the word effects here uh, refers, well, in a more layman understanding, you can also understanding as emotions. And when we say there are positive and negative effects, well, there are positive or negative emotions. And when we say build a positive, effective experience, we don't mean ignore the negative, focus on the positive, pretend the negative doesn't exist. And what we do mean is to design an experience where people can be open to share about how they are going through that process of saying goodbye. Well, if you are a person who's leaving the organization, you do mean something to people and the relationships matter then, well, it would be quite understandable that people might feel sad that you're yeah. leaving. Yeah. And so why not create that space for these conversations to happen? And in LCCS, we do design that and we call that the goodbye circle, where the person who's leaving is surrounded by colleagues who want to be there. And they talk about that person who's leaving. They talk with the person who's leaving and they share parting words. And the person who's leaving also gets a chance to talk about his or her exit. In fact, you know, I'm just adding on to this. Let's accept that separation or lien or exit is inevitable. Mm. There are pull factors and there are push factors. Push factors could be toxic work culture, bad boss, I'm not enjoying my work, whatever, whatever. Pull factors are that I have got something which I had never thought that I would get. You know, it's a compelling proposition and I just got headhunted for it. I just got called for it. It's like my dream come true yeah. kind of an assignment which has come through. I think let's celebrate that with them. I could not provide that in my organization. But I'm so happy for you that you found that outside the organization. And I'm happy to celebrate that with you. Mm. So how do you then look at minimizing the push factor, which has huge amount of organization design and development work that you need to do to make sure that you have a good culture, you have easily accessible processes which are not bureaucratic, which are less layered and you are giving people a lot of empowerment and trusting environment to work. And how do you celebrate the pull factors mm. that I've been able to create value for you while you were with my organization, that you got a chance for the assignment that you were dreaming for? Yeah, yeah. I think it's very important on the uh, mindset of the leader who is receiving like a resignation to even consider how then do I respond? Exactly what you said, right? Is this a push factor that can be addressed? And also to take that constructive feedback in yeah. for how we can improve the organization for future, for other colleagues or other team members who still exist in, within the organization, but also then to celebrate if it's a really strong pull factor that yeah. in, within this experience we were unable to provide for. That's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think isn't there also that aspect that the person who's leaving might come back I heard there's a term for it, right? It's called boomerang. Yes. Employees like throwing a boomerang and the person comes back, yes. right? 
And I think I, I really enjoyed that idea because it's almost like saying that, you know, you move on to a different place, you learn in a different context, you come back if you want to, and you can contribute in a bigger capacity because you have had more experiences. There's a question that's on my mind, which is, how do you best communicate someone's decision to leave? Well, I think you can ask them. You mm. know, I think it's, it's one thing to think that you can design a process which encompasses everybody's best choice of communicating their departure. Mm. But I think another possible way if your processes allow it is to ask them, how would you like your departure to be communicated? Yeah. I quite like Justin what you said because whether it is a voluntary exit or an involuntary exit, the individual's respect is extremely critical. And how you protect that respect is by having a conversation in terms of how would you want me to announce your departure and giving that freedom or empowerment to the individual to create their own space or curate their own exit announcement. Of course, like I think nothing is going to be like whatever the individual says, you just go and print it, right? But let that person put the first draft. You can mm. modify, which is technically not correct. Yeah. But at least a large part of the draft and the theme is curated by the individual. In fact, I remember there is a manufacturing organization here. And one of the very senior person, she was having a very bad exit. And as an HR consultant, I was kind of helping her to navigate through that tough time her conversation with HR and with her manager as an external, not as an internal person. And then she came back and she said, you know, guess what? These guys have come back and told me to write how should we be announcing your exit. And she was seeing some design in it. She was not like, she said, do you think there is some design in it? I said, no, they are a great employer because they want to make this exit very respectful for you. Mm. And instead of asking them to do it for you, you must take this opportunity and write your own exit. Hmm. What is the imprint that you are leaving behind? Because this is your opportunity to talk about what have you achieved in these 10 years and let them say, no, this, I, we don't agree with these achievements. It would be hard for them to say, but you make the first draft and give hmm. it to them. So she and I sat down and she drafted our entire exit process, which was then shared with the HR. They tweaked it here and there. And it was a very harmonious yeah. and very nice. I think there should be a good balance though between an organization having a structured process versus an individual contributing their own ideas for how to communicate an exit. Because if not, there's also, there may be discrepancy, right? And how that is also perceived to the person departing as well as the rest of the community, right? You know, someone has a very elaborate exit versus someone who chooses to have a very quiet exit. I guess that there should be some amount of balance, balance between them. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, like what Shelly was saying, it's true that you do need to have some structure. I think that sometimes people who are leaving would appreciate that you're asking me for my opinion and I can shape it to a certain extent. But it doesn't mean that the organization doesn't have an, a pre-existing structure. Good. Sometimes they might even say that, well, I'm okay with the usual way. I'm okay with, with HR sending out this email yeah. on this date. Uh, sometimes it's even informing them what is the date yeah. that HR is going to send it out. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of expect that they would be swamped with a lot of like, oh, you know, you're leaving, what happened kind of mm. questions. And even mm. giving the room for people to tell their closer friends or closer colleagues that, hey, I'm actually leaving the organization and you'll be seeing this email soon so that they're not also caught up by surprise. We had a colleague who actually wanted that. Um, and in fact, I appreciate Shirley, you mentioned that this is available for or should be available for staff who are 
both voluntary and involuntary exit. Um, in fact, we had an involuntary exit and we did ask the individual, you know, what that person would have wanted in terms of how much time, how much space that person needs. And that individual actually did request and say, well, could I share with my project team first? I want to be able to tell them personally that I'm moving on and then the announcement can come and we say, sure. Mm. So I think that's something that you can put in practice and it communicates that sometimes it's not always going to be that wonderful magical fit and it doesn't do the individual or the organization good to just force people to stay on. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's really helpful to then give feedback and say that, well, your skill sets are going to come in handy maybe in a different role at a different organization. But we still value you as a person and we still respect you. And while you might not have that much choice over the option to stay on, you most certainly can be empowered with the choice on how you want to say goodbye. Yeah, that's right. Actually, the only problem that I have with standardization many times is that under the cover of standardization, we tend to deny some good practices, more empathetic way of exiting. Here, you're not taking away the organization's decision to exit you. You're not taking away the organization's processes, exit processes. What you are doing is you are asking the person and aligning yourself so that there is a consistent communication. So it's not that the manager is saying, oh, I've asked this person to leave the organization. And this person is saying, oh, I decided to exit. Mm. And then everybody is like gossiping about it. I don't know which one is true. Just because he resigns, a manager is kind of making up stories. And you know, you're creating that bad feeling and a bad energy, right? Here you're saying, guys, we've decided to separate our parts, voluntary, involuntary. Should we sit together and figure out what is the common face we have? How do we communicate to the team so that we both have the same story? That's all. So, and... We are not taking away the fact that organization has a process of communicating exit. So you will communicate. It's just that you're aligning your thoughts. Okay. That's all. Thanks for clarifying. I think in my mind, I had a misunderstanding when you were saying that. Because I was thinking more along the lines of, okay, the organization sends out a standard like email to announce this person's departure versus someone writes their own like, bye everyone, I'm leaving the organization. Like that kind of a difference <laughs> of communicating yeah. our departure. But I get mm. what you're saying is more about the kind of the messaging or the consistency and the narrative behind departure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are different kind of people. There's some people I don't care. Like, whatever you want to write in my announcement, please go ahead. Mm. Now, as an individual, frankly speaking, who's exiting, I would definitely say take charge. You know, it's your career. It's about, you know, something which would travel outside this organization. But if you don't want to, then let it be. But my advice would be that whenever you're given this opportunity, please jump in, take charge because it's your career, your exit. And you need to manage that more respectfully. And even if the organization doesn't have that opportunity for you, I mean, for example, like there's certain organizations that have a very fixed process in announcing departures. You can still also do your own part to shape your own exit experience exactly. as someone leaving, right? Exactly. Like you can organize your one-on-one to people that you want to close relationships with and thank and appreciate. You can also do your part to send an email to the whole organization to thank them for like being part of that whole experience. That's there's true. definitely things that you can do apart from however the organization chooses to announce. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you completely. Yeah, and I think that that is already in practice. I mean, that's very natural, right? That people would want to arrange their own engagements and all that. But I guess from the organizational point of view, if that's going to happen anyway, why not jump on the bandwagon and go with that process? Yeah. Uh, because the more you are resistant towards designing these goodbye experiences, 
well, the more it's going to send a different message yeah. to the people who remain, the more it's going to send a possibly even a negative message to the person who is leaving. We've heard about that in the previous episode. So why not just do it by design? Totally. Thanks, Justin and Shady, for having this whole conversation about ends and exiting. And so as we move to the end of this episode, I have one last question, which is, what would be one piece of practical advice that you would like to give to our listeners who are tuning in today as they're thinking about exit processes for their members? Like something that they can apply first thing tomorrow morning. I think I would just say that do not leave things to chance. Focus on every touch point and create a delight. Exit is inevitable. So see it as an important part of the employee life cycle in your community or in your organization. So just design it carefully, design it respectfully and make it somewhere somebody walks out feeling being connected with the organization and feeling respected with the organization than just feeling being thrown out of the organization. Valued and appreciated. Valued and appreciated, absolutely. Yeah, and just to elaborate on that also, I'm on the same page. I think that you can design rituals. I use the word ritual and not the word routine because routine just means that you're just doing it without even thinking or it could be very token. But ritual meaning that you design this experience to say goodbye in a certain way that's unique to your organization because there is a certain value that you want to to inculcate in saying that goodbye. It just needs to be something that people need to understand the why behind that activity because unless you know your why, your what and the how actually remains more of the same. So I guess, you know, start thinking about why you want to do goodbyes in a more intentional way. I love it when you say routine versus rituals. Fantastic. Have your rituals. Lovely. Thanks so much, Shaylee and Justin. Thank you. Thank you. That's all the time we have with us on today's episode. Join us next week as Justin shares with us about Goodbye Circles, a practice that he conducts at Lutheran Community Care Services for individuals leaving the organization. See you next week.